Hello and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our, really, our May 5th, Cinco de Mayo version of Monday Night Football, your voice youth soccer. Yes, I know, it's not Monday night, It's uh, uh, but with this COVID stuff, uh, I could give you a long litany of all the stuff I've had to do different this week because of COVID, but chances are it's the same litany that you have. So we can all, we can all you know, row in this boat together, and uh, I'd rather put the show on late than not put it on at all, okay? So... We always start off our show with a prayer in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear God, thank you for letting us be here today. Please help us through this crisis. To help our leaders to be able to make good decisions. Help the help the the the, the, the general public to be able to do the right things and uh, and to be prudent uh, so that we can get through this uh, well and. Um, and uh, to give you honor and glory. And uh, it's not the first rodeo the human race has faced with the pandemic. It will not be the last. And help us try to just keep that in perspective as we grind each day on and move forward. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Look, I'm taking care of a woman who caught polio in 1956, I think it was, or 54, before they had the polio vaccine. And, um, and uh, talking to her, it was like, the polio outbreak was not like this is nothing compared to that and they got through it all and she's got a leg shorter than the other and and uh and yada 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 and you just grin and bear it and move forward okay uh she's still in her age almost 90 an avid golfer and and whatnot and so that's just uh that's just the you know this is our this is our polio to deal with and we just have to deal with it Okay, tonight's show, uh, I don't want to be a preacher, okay, although I guess I am one, huh? a Catholic version of one. Anyhow, on this show, uh, in the next couple segments, we're going to be having two great interviews with some more MVPs that we caught up with. Alyssa Acosta from Christ Episcopal was a defensive MVP, and then we're going to uh, talk to St. Thomas More's defensive MVP, Patrick Maloney, Okay. Now, uh, now before we go to that, uh, the LSA, uh, almost when we broadcasted our last show, came out with uh, our return to play protocol, uh, obviously with the fact that it's over, y'all. 2019 is over, okay? The 2019-2020 the season is done, okay? And now we need to refocus our energies and our sights to starting our 2021 season and pray that we can start our 20-21 to 21 season on time, on schedule, and have tryouts. Right now, y'all, I'm not so sure that's going to happen, okay? Uh, with the uh, return plan that we have we have we have three phases and uh, and really uh, I asked the state if they wanted to comment on this and 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 they ha they they decided not to but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and read the, uh, the the release they sent to all of us club directors okay and uh, anyhow um, 
the re- I'm going to go ahead and read it so that I don't paraphrase it. Uh, the return to play protocol is meant as a guide to, to return responsibility to the game. It's based upon the science behind the phasing prof- process outlining COVID-19 task force guidelines to open up America again. Okay. You can get a copy of that anywhere. As your state association, LSA is charged with guiding our clubs and soccer families on how we can get back on the field man- in a manner that reduces risk of infection and supports the state's policies on ensuring we do not suffer a resurgence of this hideous pandemic. Okay, that's a, that's a that's a mandate uh, for the masses right there, huh? All right. So uh, the phases, the guidelines set forth in guiding guidelines opening up America again establish a measured, gradual, science-based game plan to return to normalcy. There are three phases and, and stringent fourteen-day gating criteria that must be achieved for a state, region, or in this case, statewide sport association can move from one phase to the next. Governor Edwards extended the stay-at-home order through May fifteenth because the state failed to meet these gateway criteria. And y'all, don't be surprised if it goes a little further. All right. Uh, although the archbishop was kind of like talking very, very um, encouragingly that uh, things might loosen up on the 15th, which is really just 10 days from now. Anyhow, LSA shall adhere to the governor's determination of phasing. We have translated those phases into a turn to play protocol where soccer falls in the phasing process. OK, and so I'm going to go through this with you. All right. In phase one. All right. If we, when we get to phase one, phase one calls for maximizing social distance when in public and calls for avoiding groups of 10 or more in circumstances that do not readily allow for appropriate physical distancing. Strict adherence to these criteria is impossible in any soccer environment. They did it in church this weekend. Ain't doing it on a soccer field. Okay, this is my opinion, and I think LSA agrees with me. Uh, Phase one also continues with the prohibition on non-essential travel and isolation following travel. Finally, phase one specifically states that organized youth activities that are currently closed should remain closed. So when governor announces that the Louisiana has satisfied all of its gating criteria and will allow and will be allowed to enter phase one, the LSA comprehensive ban on all activities and events uh, like practices of any kind, scrimmages, friendlies, games, and tournaments at all level of play, that's rec, academy, and classic, shall remain in full force and in effect until the governor announces phase two. Okay, you hear that, everybody? Okay, so no getting quick pickup games, 3v3, all that kind of stuff. We are still... Uh, commanded to stay at home and do our part at home. All right? Sorry. That's just the, the time we're in. Now, phase two. Phase two begins the gradual reopening of many activities, but is once again limited to the ability to maintain control over the particular environment. We are all reminded that by returning to work or another activity, individuals could carry the virus back home to vulnerable individuals. Okay? Um, Phase two calls for maximizing social distancing when in public and for avoiding groups of 50 or more in circumstances that do not readily allow for appropriate physical distancing. LSA is interpreting phase two as permitting extremely limited activities so long as every possible measures are taken. And y'all, this is kind of going to be hard to do, y'all. Okay, so I'm going to spell it out to you. Activities permitted in phase two. Practices of single teams on each field, okay, and no more than 50 players or coaches on adjoining fields. So, like, if you're a major club, uh, um, 50 players maximum in your entire park, 
okay? And uh, um, and how that's going to be interpreted, I don't know, because some of your parks, like you guys in Baton Rouge, how is that one park, you know? Um, so uh, it's... it's uh, it's going to be something that uh, we'd have to look at carefully. And, of course, tryouts are a big part of this. You larger clubs, you might have three, 400 kids wanting to come to try out for one team. So it's going to take some real flexibility and creativity for you. And, yes, maybe some more work for the coaches. That's what I found out as a teacher. Uh, teaching during this home crisis has been so much harder than teaching in person. Um, yeah, we get a couple more minutes of a break, but we need it because the work is so much harder. Anyhow, these are the activities that are not permitted in phase two. These shall not be permitted because enforcing adherence to health safety protocols and guidelines is impossible. And that is, I'll say slowly and clearly, games, scrimmages, friendlies, tournaments, or jamborees. Can't get any clearer than that. Now, their responsibilities for the club, the coach, and the players. Club responsibilities. Before a club may return to play or begin the process, it must publish a notice to all players, parents, and soccer families outlining the risk of returning and detailing how the club intends to minimize or eradicate those risks. Okay? You need a plan. Okay? That's not just like, oh, you were going to get back. You got to have a plan. Okay? And this plan needs to have all the next criteria. All return to play activities must be published as being voluntary. For example, if a child chooses not to attend tryouts for classic teams, the club must accommodate that child's return at a later date. In other words, you can't cut the kid until he's got a chance or she's got a chance to try out, which is going to take immense flexibility for a lot of us, okay, including LSA, okay? So the parents are the uh, – the tail's not going to wag the dog, okay? The dog here is the parents, all right? Not the club. So all club personnel and coaches must wear face masks, which I cannot wait to look at. Okay, that's going to force coaches who kind of like a mouthy like me to shut up and great activities that teach on their like teach by the activities uh, design. Okay, which I know how to do and I do. Okay, all right. Um, it, it take, it's going to take a lot more creativity for some, no creativity for others. Clubs must provide hand sanitizer at each bench area. I, I'm in New Orleans. Finding hand sanitizer is a pain in the neck, okay? Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Clubs must organize stations for each player at or around the bench area that are at least six feet apart, six feet apart, in which players must keep all of their belongings. They shall be required to turn to their station only during breaks. Okay, can't wait to see that in practice. Okay, now these are the coach's responsibilities before any and all activity, practice, tryout session, or etc. The temperature of each coach and player must be checked with an infrared thermometer, and each individual must be asked and they must answer these two questions. Number one, have you been in contact with a person with COVID-19? And number two, have you had a cough, fever, of lost or taste or smell? Okay. If anyone answers yes to these two questions, they shall not be permitted to participate. That includes coaches. Okay. Next, activities 
must be limited in size, 3v3, 4v4, so as to, lar to avoid large groups competing in a small space. Next, it is highly recommended that activities last no more than one hour. This is the reason. Fatigue brought on by physical activity renders an individual more vulnerable to the virus. Excessive activities, especially in the heat of summer, which is common, should be avoided. Next, coaches alone should be permitted to touch training discs, cone, and other equipment. Got that? No kids picking up the equipment. No kids setting up the equipment. Okay, uh, uh, coach, it's on you. All right? If training bibs or pennies are used, players must bring their own colored shirts. For example, a coach should require each player to bring or wear a dark and a light T-shirt to play. If for any reason a training bib or penny is used by a player, it must be immediately isolated, put in a separate laundry bag, and not used again by another individual until it is laundered. Okay? Uh, now, really, for the small clubs, it's no big deal, I guess, you know. I would just bring the stuff home, which um, I can't wait to see the reaction of my wife when I do that. <laughs> okay, so I think I'm just going to have the kids bring alternate jerseys, okay? Um, next, physical contact outside the game must be strictly avoided, not limited, avoided. Players must use their own soccer ball. Now, I do not understand how we're going to do this. There will be no throw-ins and no activity will include picking up a ball with your hands. So I'm assuming that means no goalkeeping. Players will be discouraged from touching any soccer ball other than their own. And I guess that what they're saying there is touching a soccer ball with their hands. Okay? And so I guess you could play 3v3 with the ball, but only the kid who owns the ball has the right to pick it up. Okay? Uh, what happens with headers? That's all I got to say there. What happens with headers? And, you know, body fluids get on the ball. I, I, I don't know. All right, player responsibilities. Players must wear a mask prior to and immediately after training. Players must observe social distancing when not in play. Players shall be required to wash or sanitize their hands prior to and after training. So you smaller clubs, that's going to be tough because we don't have bathrooms. I have a bathroom in my club. I'm one of these lucky, lucky or blessed clubs that have facilities. But a lot of the smaller clubs I know of, they just have, they ran out of field and they have no access to, to water. Okay, so you have to be really creative with the hand sanitizer uh, kind of activities. Okay, Um. Players must wash their clothes immediately upon returning home, which most of us are getting tired of doing. I did it today. Players must not share drinks, food, equipment, or clothing at any time. Now, here's a biggie. Contact outside of play. High fives, hugs, shaking hands after the game shall be avoided at all times. I added shaking hands. We're going to have to find a, 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 um, a sporting-like way to say six feet apart and say good game to the kids of the other team. Maybe we can bow via uh, samurai style as a team, you know, to each other. I, I don't know. <sighs> Parents. Parents should have hand sanitizer available for their children before and after each session. Parents shall remain in their cars during all activities. Can I hear an amen from all the coaches? Yay. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, well, because, you know, that way uh, we don't have to. There's a lot of pressure on coaches when the parents are on the sidelines, let me tell you. Okay. Because uh, you're worried about if you're hurting their feelings while you're pushing their kids. And uh, that's, that's, that's a toxic, uh, situa- potentially toxic situation if, you, if the parent is negative. Uh, um, I tend to turn it into a positive as much as I can. But man, if they're in their cars, you know, you can just relax and carry on as usual. All right. So they may not congregate around the field. If they leave their car for any reason to use a restroom, they must wear a face mask and observe observe social distancing, which means referees. Finally, you can referee a game without not having been told how much you stink. That's going to be awesome for you. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, I'm not, I don't want to diss all the good parents out there that are encouraging and cheer on your players and not cheer against the other team and against the referee and against the other coach. But man, we always have one or two of those and they just spoil the whole experience for everybody. Okay. Now, should a parent feel the need to communicate with a coach? It must be done via telecommunications or email which I can't wait to see that in practice. Why didn't you play my girl? <laughs> okay, whoa. All right. I'm just laughing. You know, you, you got to laugh or you go insane, okay? All right, so lighten up. If I'm offending anybody, I apologize, okay? Let's start to have a little bit of fun over here while we're stuck at home. All right, parents. I mean, excuse me, phase three. Only after gateway criteria in phase two is met, which... Right now, if everything goes as planned, it'll be somewhere around the middle of June, okay? Uh, don't hold your breath, I don't think. I don't want to be negative, but don't hold your breath. So, um, again, entering phase three is not accomplished by throwing a switch. It must be done responsibly and given the nature of the soccer, given the nature of the soccer environment. The protocol set forth in phase two and before such a social distancing must not be simply abandoned. So, therefore... Activities that will be permitted in phase three are as follows. Practices of single teams on each field. No like um, inter-squad competitions between the U16s and U15s. You can have games, friendlies, or scrimmages, however, okay? Um, And uh, you can have tryouts, but activities not permitted in phase three are tournaments and jamborees. And travel to tournaments outside Louisiana will be handled on a case-by-case basis because tournaments pose a high risk because there's virtually no way to maintain control over protocols such as social distancing by and between players, supporters, and spectators. That is impossible, everybody. I agree with LSA a million percent here. This just can't happen unless you would have a bunch of uh, CIA agents with uh, AR-15s mandating social distancing. All right. And uh, the tournament environment is essentially a Petri dish for which the virus can flourish. Okay, everybody. Uh, and so that's where we're at right now until we can get a vaccine. So how we do this, I'm going to tell you this. So y'all... Listening to those requirements, I think it can be done. I do a shadow drill. Um, 
with uh, with my players on like a day before a big game, but I want to go through some tactic stuff, but not do it on a chalkboard and do it on the field. And you can have you know passive defending going on where the defenders aren't going to go and um, steal the ball, and they can t- they can steal a pass, but they can't steal a ball. And uh, you can keep your distance there, and there's, there's some stuff you can do instead of absolutely nothing. So it's just limited by your creativity and your willingness to try to stop this pandemic, everybody. And we have a responsibility to do that. Okay, now let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have some fun talking to some brilliant young people about their MVP accomplishments from this past high school season on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. It's Coach Ritter. Can't wait to take a break. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Monday Night Football. And we're here, uh, privileged to have on the line, Miss Alyssa Acosta, the defensive MVP for Division Four from Christ Episcopal School. Welcome to the show, Alyssa. Thank you for having me. All right. Were you expecting to get this award? I had no idea it was actually going on. So, no, not at all. Really and truly, you had no idea. I, I, usually they do, like, a smaller one because, you know, usually it's such a smaller, like, oh, sorry, I'm outside. It's okay. It's usually like um, some kind of smaller, just a team dinner kind of award thing. But this one's a lot bigger, I guess, because we went to state and everything this year. So I really wasn't expecting it. Yeah, I mean, you've already had a very storied career, and uh, and so um, uh, according to your coach, too, I mean, you were first team All District, defensive MVP, and All Paris team, and so uh, did you get any of these awards last year? Um, I think something like it. I've I forgot what it was called exactly, but something like it. Yes, a true humble great leader, huh? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. So I'll what, try to be. <laughs> so what's what's uh what's uh your future look like? Um so I do other sports other than soccer. Uh I've been playing soccer since I was three, so it's kinda, you know, not necessarily getting old, but I wanna try something new. So I, freshman year I started uh, running track and it's become like my new love in life really. So in college next year, I'm heading to Southeastern, and I want to be on their track team extremely bad. So I plan to try out and do my best for that. All right. So they signed you? Not yet, no. Uh, Our track season was canceled this year, so it's kind of hard to get scouts out at all or anything, really. So I'm just going to have to, like, try out next year and be a walk-on or something. All right. Has Southeastern's uh, soccer program reached out to you at all? Uh, no, I haven't really reached out to them either. It's not really an interest of mine to like play soccer in college. I just want to run because um, I'm more interested in doing a long jump, which is really my like one event that I'm extremely good at. Okay. So that's, that's my plan. What's your record? My record for long jump? Yeah. Uh, it's 16 foot. Uh, 11 inches. Wow. Okay. Yeah, you are very good. You have a shot to win. Uh, well, I tell you what, uh, um, you're not, you're, since you're a senior, you're not going to have a chance to win state, huh? How's that going? No. Was it very disappointing for you? Um, we have won in the past two years back to back state titles, and I love running with my girls. So I'm really going to miss doing that for a third time for the last time, you know? Okay. It's, 
So yeah, it's it's hard, but we'll get through it. Yeah, we got. We just have to. We just have to. At least you have opportunities to go to. You know, some people don't, and uh, so that's something I really look forward to. What you're going to major in? You think? Um, I'm majoring in nursing. Um, I just, I just want to help people, make them feel better. All right. You think yes. you will get back into coaching? Back into what? Coaching when you get older and stop running and jumping. Um, I don't know. I. Southeastern's not far from Christ Episcopal right now, so I definitely plan on like going back and seeing my girls and helping them out and doing what I can. So possibly. Now I'm talking about when you get old, like me, and I, yeah, my long jump is about five feet. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. I haven't really thought about that, but that's that's an option. Now yeah. that I know that. Yeah, I wanted to put that little bug in your ear. You know. Okay, yeah. so there's there's little girls like you were when you really didn't know what you were going to do in fourth and fifth grade looking at you right now with a lot of respect and awe. What advice do you have for them? What was that? What kind of advice do you have for the little girls coming up looking up at you? Um, Just have fun with it. Don't, don't make it into this, you know, do or die kind of thing. Just have fun. Appreciate your coaches. And just make really good memories because I think one of my my greatest memories in the past four years of high school is constantly bugging my coach for a team dinner. And after three years, I finally got it my senior year and (laughs) I've made that into a tradition. So fantastic. Definitely just have fun with it. All right. All right. And uh, uh, that's really, really great advice. Honestly, I was going to ask you what your favorite memory was, but I guess it's got to be that, huh? (laughs) Yeah, that would be it. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, we wish you all the best here and uh, um, I want to congratulate you. Don't take this award and just throw it on a shelf. This is really a major award. There's a lot of girls who would have wanted to get this award and that did not. And uh, and so uh, um, you're already humble, so I don't have to give you that that cardinal knowledge. But at the same token, as you're being humble, don't uh, don't forget that it was a great honor that you got this. And so we want to congratulate you and hopefully um, give you the credit you deserve and Coach Greg too. All righty. Thank you so much for that. Okay. Well, we'll see you, and, and you're always welcome here on Monday Night Football. Take care. Oh, thank you. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, as we've heard in the last two weeks, you got some kids out there who definitely have their act together. She knows where she's going. She knows what she's doing. And she's about to find out as a 19, 20-year-old that sometimes God has different plans for you. I mean, sometimes God doesn't. You know, some people like my sister, my sister got right into a career and into her marriage at 17. And uh, uh, she had kids 10 years later and uh, she's they're still kicking. Every, every, every uh, journey is different. And and uh, it's good to see that she's following her passion and not just taking uh, the path of least resistance because of the fact that, you know, getting this award, she probably could have gone anywhere uh, locally and, and at least got a tryout um, to to um, to play soccer. So that's pretty impressive. OK, well, we're going to take a break. On, um, and when we come back, we're going to be uh, changing gears and talking to Patrick Maloney from St. Thomas More on Monday Night Football. We'll see you after the break. 
Hello, everybody. Welcome back to What Night Football. We're here with St. Thomas Moore's uh, defensive most valuable player, Patrick Maloney. Welcome to the show, Patrick. Uh, thank you for having me. All right. Thanks for taking the time out. And uh, you've had a pretty storied career. Um, um, and getting this award, were you expecting it? Um, I was. I was certainly hoping that I would get it because it was something I was. It was my goal at the beginning of the season was to win this award. But, uh, you know, with the way we went out in state, uh, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I'm very blessed that I was able to receive the award. Okay, and, uh, and your accolades speak for themselves. I'm just curious, of, of your entire career playing at St. Thomas More and club ball, uh, what was your greatest experience, perhaps? My greatest experience? Um, I would say my freshman year, um, I was moved up, me and a few other freshmen were moved up to varsity for the playoffs. And I got to experience that playoff run and state championship win. Uh, that was really incredible to watch. And I got to learn a lot from some of the seniors that played because we had a very senior heavy team that year. I got to learn a lot from them. All right. And, uh, and what was the main lesson you learned from them, really? Um, just that it's important to be a leader on the field and still, you know, like, keep it light off field. So, you know, sometimes everything can get a bit too serious and then it makes people nervous and stress out, but it's very important to, you know, when you're on the field, yes, you gotta be serious, but it's okay to, you know, uh, mess around with your friends every once in a while. And that kind of like, let's, let's everybody steam out so that they can focus more on what they're supposed to be doing. Amen. You must've been the captain, huh? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, that's what a captain. That's what I needed for my captain, you know. And uh, there's a time to turn the switch on and time to turn it off. That's a really wise right. statement. And uh, what does your future look like? Um, I'm planning on going to LSU next year and studying physics and playing club soccer for their team. Okay, what is what's your ultimate goal? Studying physics? You're going to be a rocket scientist? Yes, actually, I'm. Uh, All right, <laughs> I'm planning on uh, being an astrophysicist. So, oh, really? Okay, yeah. and uh, so like a SpaceX-like career, in NASA, or or what? Hopefully, yeah, NASA would be awesome. Be great to work at NASA. Oh man, that's one of my passions on the side. I just uh, mm -hmm. I was listening to the Apollo 13 50th anniversary, and it was just gosh, it was 50 years ago. I feel like it was yesterday, but it's one of the great. You know, NASA is just uh, whenever I feel like overwhelmed that I can't accomplish the the tasks in front of me, I just listen to the Apollo 13 tape and realize that you know sometimes you just take no for an answer, and uh, you yeah. know failure is not going to happen, and you got to make it happen. You know, and uh, yeah, it's really amazing. Hopefully, you know, you'll have a great career with doing. Doing that, uh, and uh, do you think you'll be able to come back and coach uh, when you're not designing rockets? I would hope so. Uh, that's really something that I feel like you know, giving back to the community. I got coached by some great coaches over the years, and I feel like you know, if I have the time, that's a you know, great opportunity for me to maybe be someone's great coach that I had. Fantastic. What was the toughest part of the season this year? Um, toughest part of the season. End of the season, maybe going in late January, early February, we took a few losses in a row that, you know, we had been, we had been on like a 15-game winning streak. We took maybe two or three losses in a row. It kind of, you know, shook us, like rattled us a little bit. But our coach did a great job of re-motivating us and keeping us focused for the playoffs. Okay. And uh, 
Now, you're going to have a lot of kids in Lafayette area looking up to you. What, what advice do you have to them? Uh, just keep, you know, working hard. Like, it's really important that if you want to be successful in this sport, uh, you can't just, you know, show up to practice and that's that's it. Like, that's the only time you ever play soccer is when you're at required practice. You have to, you know, put some work in on your own. If you want to really to that next level, if you're trying to get there, if you're trying to play in college or at a high level in high school even, you want to be able to say that you put that work in on your own instead of just showing up when you absolutely have to. That, that's awesome. And uh, and I tell you what, uh, uh, it's good, too, that you can do all that and also keep your GPA high, which you obviously must have if you're going to be a physics major. And uh, and uh, how did you do that? Um, well, <laughs> to me personally, school just comes easy to me. I'm just one of those people. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So, it, you know, and I really, I've been doing it because I play club soccer, too. I've been doing it for the past, uh, my whole high school career. So it's just gotten used to it like i can now manage a load even like with high school we're practicing you know every day i can still manage it because i'm just used to it okay well you have an exciting life ahead of you one of my classmates from my high school he majored in the same thing and he wound up designing rockets for this for the naval department so uh hopefully uh you'll you're definitely going to be uh somebody to keep our eyes on and 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 uh i hope the next i hope you can get us to mars before i'm dead so please try okay <laughs> all right me too all right well god bless you and uh and we wish you all the best take care all right god bless all right Bye-bye. Okay, and we just had a chance to listen to two young people who totally have their acts together and are going to go far, I think, in life. And uh, and it, it shows you the, the, full, the full picture, the well-rounded picture of academics and athletics. It just goes hand in hand, and one of the reasons why we do what we do. Well, that's going to be it for this week's version of Monday Night Football. Uh, I'm not going to have much to, to update you on on COVID now. It looks like we're shut down. And uh, now we just got to keep our eyes focused on what's going to happen in August. Okay. And and let's just pray that um, all this uh, opening up, which, you know, everybody wants to do, is going to uh, lend itself to us getting back to normal instead of going back to being quarantined. Let's pray for the best, Tom. Huh? God bless you and your family, and uh, and uh, I'll hopefully see you next week on Monday Night Football. Carpe diem in Christ. Take care.